1: kind of find their way in here for a minute let me retweet this real quick once again uh, i am rob dawson the other guy you see with me is jeff goodman we are going to be talking about today's college basketball gambling slate here on the field 68 media network uh before we actually talk about these games jeff can we talk a little bit about villanova and virginia tech
2: wow yeah Yeah, I think we need to, right? I mean, uh, I didn't see this coming. Nobody saw that coming. Uh, Maybe if you'd asked Tom Izzo, he might have told Jay Wright to watch out a little bit for for Mike Young and Virginia Tech. But listen, Mike Young's got more talent this year. We know he can coach. And he probably caught Villanova at the right time. You know, I mean, they added the game. I was with Jay Wright on Thursday night at about 1 in the morning. And he literally said to us, me and Norlander, he was like, um, my staff doesn't really want me to take this game, you know, because and, – and we want to be able to play our reserves, and I'm afraid if we play these guys, we're not going to be able to get in our, 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 our guys. i got to get them some time. But I think it was just one of those decisions where it was, hey, we're here. We don't know if we push this game off and play another game in, in a week and a half. We don't know what could happen. So we're here anyway. We passed all the testing protocol. Virginia Tech has passed it. Let's play ball. And uh, they played ball. They didn't play ball very well.
1: <laughs> See, I didn't think that Villanova played all that badly until the final 10 minutes or so in an overtime. Um, I was actually just way more impressed with Virginia Tech um, than I was really all that disappointed with Villanova, even though I had a nice little four-way parlay that was cost. by, that Like, all I needed was the, Vill- uh, the Villanova money line in that game. And I would have salvaged what was a pretty mediocre day. Um, and they couldn't even get it done for me. It's Jay Wrong. That's what I'm going to start calling him. Wow.
2: Jay Wrong. Damn. You are harsh, man. Um, we got some good games today. Um, but uh, let, let's first. Before, before, we,
1: do that, before yeah. we do that, before we do that, can I just, I, yeah. I, I got to get something off my chest about Duke. Yeah. So <clears throat> heading into the season. One of my talking points was that I think Duke is a little bit undervalued uh, from a national perspective. I thought that the way that roster fit together made a lot of sense. I thought that having Jalen Johnson would take a lot of pressure off of Jeremy Roach at the point. I thought that the way that 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 team came together and that team was built with a couple of sophomores coming back that were four or five stars, just everything about it kind of looked like it made sense. So I watched their game against Coppin State yesterday, and I think that might have been the worst take I've ever had in my entire life, like, you don't Duke, like him Duke looks like they could be in 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 some real trouble. And when I say it's real trouble, I mean like, wow I mean like maybe not a top twenty five team. Like they, they wow. were, they started Matthew Hurt at the five with Jalen Johnson, Joey Baker, and Jordan Goldwire yesterday, which is just like the the then, level of talent that you're used to seeing on the Duke guard, and then they seeing yeah, that's the thing. They're going, they're going as small as they can, because I don't think they trust Patrick Tape or Mark Williams or any of their big guys yet, but they don't have the the perimeter players to be able to guard that way, right? right. Like, if you're going to go small, like full small ball, like what uh, Bill Self is trying to do with Kansas this year, you better got be to have, yeah, you got to have some real athletes and some real defenders. And yep. like, Duke doesn't really have that. And even when they play their three guards, like when they have Goldwire, Jeremy Roach, and DJ Stewart out there, like, that, that team makes a little bit more sense. But then you have three guys that are all under six foot two. None of them are, are elite defenders, really. And I would say that outside of DJ Stewart, like, none of them are really guys that are threats offensively. So, like, I just – I don't really see it. And, look, I love Jalen Johnson. He was awesome yesterday. Well, their wings dude... are going to be
2: good. Their wings are going to be fine. But, like you said, they don't have a big uh, – that, that Duke is used to. And – like I think Jeremy Roach is gonna be good, but he's still a freshman point guard right now. So you're going with Goldwire to kind of help him out.
1: And didn't Roach miss
2: last season? Like I think he missed his season. Ago. No, two, two years, years ago. Is that what it was? was? Yeah. He played last year. So he, okay. he's 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 closer to what he, he was prior to the, the, the ACL injury. But I, I, think, I think listen, I'm gonna tweet out your 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 quote that you just said. Dukes look looks like it, it's in some real trouble. Not a top twenty-five team. I'm going to tweet this out afterwards because go I want Duke fans to crush you. But I, I think it's—I think soon. Duke fans will agree with me. Like, no, look, there's no way. I—I—I completely. Killed me. Well, that's
1: because Kansas fans saw their team um, go up against Gonzaga, right? Like Duke struggled against Coppin State. They couldn't keep Coppin, keep Coppin State out of the lane. Uh, Coppin State had a dude named—I think his name is like Anthony Tark or something like that—and I'm watching him last night against duke and i'm like should i be like paying attention to this dude for for like professional reasons like is, is that there a the chance best that he... in the floor like yeah he looked awesome yeah, Was it? he was dunking on the left and right yeah i didn't watch um, i didn't watch to the rim. I, I, I i didn't I watch it live i watched it back on synergy and i was just like maybe maybe i'm overreacting and like look Coach K hasn't been with that program the way that he normally is. Like, they've kind of kept him apart during practices and workouts. So that probably has a lot to do with it. They have a lot of new pieces. They're going to be playing differently than they have in the – past. like, they're not playing with the center. And they're using Matthew Hurt. Like, he's guarding on the perimeter. They're switching everything. So there's going to be some growing pains. And when you have a guy as good as Jalen Johnson and you have the kind of talent um, that Duke has, like the in terms of like where people the are hats. in the recruiting rankings, like maybe that's all going to start coming together. Maybe it's just going to take them a little bit while to get there. But like I watched them yesterday, and normally you expect Duke to have dudes, and they don't really have dudes. Like are again,
2: they're young. Yes, give them time. But the, but
1: their starting lineup was was they they per started Jordan Wendell Goldwire, Moore. Wendell Moore. Joey Baker was out there, and then Jalen Johnson. So, like four, four of their five starters. Yep. Two of them are upperclassmen, and two of them are five stars that came back for their sophomore year. So, like the young part of it, it should not be something that we're necessarily talking about here. So, it, it's, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm, right. I'm, of I'm youth, worried about them. I'm worried speaking
2: about of youth, them. Uh, the youth. The the game of the day. Well, there's two games of the day. Uh, let, let's start with Kentucky and Richmond because that that tips off at one uh, o'clock. Mm -hmm. And it's like a contrast in everything. Like, seriously, you could not have two more polar opposites in every single way, right? Style of play. Uh, A veteran team with Richmond that's got three guys and there's four guys in the starting lineup that are either in their fourth or fifth year of college versus Kentucky that, I don't know if Keon Brooks is playing or not. If he doesn't, they'll have 0.00 returning points in their lineup from a year ago. Um, Chris Mooney and John Calipari couldn't be more different, right? Chris Mooney is like vanilla, um, doesn't say anything flammable ever, and, and Cal is Cal. Um, so I, I like Richmond here. I like him because it's it's so early in the season for Kentucky. I know the game is in Lexington, but I just feel like a veteran team like Richmond, with the way they play and, and how is Kentucky going to defend uh, the way Chris Mooney runs his offense, that that's going to be something, and they got to do it fairly. I'm sure they prepared for it a little bit earlier. They didn't just start after annihilating Moorhead, but but still, I I think I think Richmond could win this game. I do. I would take the money line in Richmond here.
1: Wow. See, I I don't know. Look, I I understand what you're saying, and I get how um, that's that's going to be a tough matchup for them. Um, for people that haven't watched Richmond play, like what they do is it's it's a lot of Princeton. Uh, based stuff and, and a lot of back doors. And they got a big guy named Grant Gold, who's a really good passer out of the high post. And um, again, the veteran team, the borderline preseason top 25 team before they lost. Was it, is it Nick
2: Sherrod that tore his yeah, ACL? Key piece. Yeah. That, that's what, that's what worries me now. Like, I think if they had Nick Sherrod healthy, like I would feel confident, honestly, confident, Richmond would beat him. But you're adding, he was kind of their key, their, their shooter. Uh, key piece for them. So I, I don't know if they beat them, but I, I think the, the value's there to take the money line. That's all I'll say.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I, I get it. I, I would be on Kentucky in the spot. Um, I probably am going to stay away from this game just because I don't have a great feel for it, but I would probably be on Kentucky, and the simple fact is it's just the athleticism. Um, Kentucky is, uh, I mean, it jumps off the page, man. Like, I did not. long. They're long. So they yeah I, I mean i knew what terence clark was going to be i knew what bj boston was going to be i had no idea that isaiah jackson is as long and as athletic and as, as mobile and as, as as terrifyingly athletic as he like he is I, so i knew i knew the size i knew the measurements i knew he could jump i saw him playing in AU, i've seen him dunk on people yeah. before i didn't realize he's as mobile as he was like they were using him as the point of the press and when you have that guy that you can just kind of throw out there and, and just create havoc, that's the kind of thing that can mess things up against against Richmond. And, look, I understand they're going to be out of position quite a bit. I understand that you're going to get backdoors. Okay. There's probably going to be a lot of layups. I just think that the athleticism factor completely yep. outweighs it. Like, Kentucky's going to have the four or five best athletes on the floor the entire game. They,
0: the will. Entire they game. will.
1: So, um, yeah, uh, I, I, I'm, I, I would, I would like. be on Kentucky there. But what I really like is Baylor minus 10 against Washington. Washington lost uh, Isaiah Stewart. They lost J- Jade McDaniels. I know they have a couple of transfers coming in. Um, Eric Stevenson, specifically the kid from Wichita State, who is pretty good. But uh, for a team that's going to play the zone, they don't necessarily have the kind of length and athleticism, especially at the top. Like if they're going to play Quad A and Eric Stevenson together, like that's a far cry from a lineup that would have had Jade McDaniels at the top, which is what they used last year when they beat Baylor in the whatever – they didn't remember what but that didn't
2: work out very well for him long term. It was yeah, good and, for a game.
1: Yeah, and, and you know, I think that that had a lot more to do with personalities. Yeah, than from well, the talent.
2: Yep. period I mean, at least now they got Quade. I don't think Quade is like elite level, but he's a hell of a lot better than what they were stuck with after he, you know, academically uh left them in a in a in a tough spot the second half of the year. Yeah, uh, but you so,
1: know what's going to happen yeah. when he goes up against Davion Mitchell. Like the thing about it is, I'm I'm worried about Washington yeah. defensively. Like Baylor put up 112 points against Louisiana yesterday. Louisiana is good. They made 15 threes. Like they they were rolling out lineups where they basically had five guards out there. Like Mark Vidal didn't even really play. I think he played 17 minutes, right? Yeah. So they're they're rolling out lineups where they they play a lot of guards and they have a lot of really talented guards. Yeah. Like we, I don't think we talked enough about Adam Flagler coming into the season like they got a they got a kid named lj crier who is like their sixth best guard and he what did he hit like six threes yesterday five yeah, or six threes. yeah
2: so no, baylor's deeper than than we think like deeper than most people think um so i'm i'm with you i like baylor there uh i like michigan given 27 mm-hmm. and a half here's here's what oakland's done so far first of all they've played three games in the last four days after coming off a uh, a 14-day quarantine not that long ago. They lost to Xavier by 52. Um, Fine, that's their first game. Then they lose to Toledo by 27 and Bradley last game by 14. Um, Michigan, you know, I'm not as bought in on Michigan as as some. I don't have them in my top 25. But I still think, again, they're good. They're not coming off playing. You know, this isn't their their fourth game in five days. Again, coming Mm -hmm. off a quarantine. Uh, losing all three, uh, so I like I like Michigan here, giving twenty seven. And this is
1: easily the best team that that they played.
2: That's right. That's that that
1: right. Oakland has played yep. easily the best team that they played. Right. Um, so I I do kind of like that. I'm just a little bit worried about I, I don't I don't trust Michigan's guards yet. You know I I love everything else about the way that that roster is kind of built up, like the idea yeah. of using Isaiah Livers and Shondy Brown and Franz Wagner as like kind of Position list, uh, two through four, whatever you yeah. want to call it, however you want to break that down. Like that's, that's Hunter, kind of like Hunter the idea.
2: Hunter Dickinson's yeah. going to be good, so like you're right. The point guard spot worries me. It totally worries me. But um, again, not against Oakland. It doesn't. Yeah,
1: matter. it may not matter that? Um, all that much against Oakland. Uh, I just want to answer a couple questions from the chat. First and sure. foremost, um, Illinois. I love them. I think what happened against Ohio had way more to do with the fact that Jason Preston is Stubbed. a potential. Like, I, I don't think it's out of the question that he could end up being drafted in the second round whenever he goes, whenever he goes pro. Because yeah. he is elite yep. in ball screens. Jeff Bowles, sharp coach, I would never tell him that to his face, but he is a sharp coach. And what he did was he put this elite ball screen point guard that he has on his roster and used him in ball screens. with He he targeted Kofi Coburn. We know how, how slow-footed Kofi Coburn is. The reason he's back in college right now is because he can't guard ball screens. So Bowles put him in ball screen. After, over ball screen, over. Yeah. after ball screen with one of the best ball screen point guards in the country. So, like, to me, Ohio one, Ohio is a good team. Two, that was just the perfect matchup for them. And three, they had a savvy coach putting his best player in the best possible spot to succeed. And it almost worked. Yep. So I'm I'm still very much in on Illinois. The other question I want to answer, uh, thoughts on my Vols as we open up versus Cincy. You guys know what I think about Tennessee. I am all in. Market completely undervalues them. They are awesome. They're, uh, they're a top ten team. I'm all in. I know. I said I was like my I, I was I was all in on Duke. That Didn't was, you that was say that about Tennessee
2: team. last year? Didn't you say that about Tennessee last year too?
1: No, I don't my think father. I did. It, the old. reason I the reason I love him this year is because people don't realize how good uh, Keon Johnson is, including you, including you, Jeffrey. You don't, I don't. realize though. No, you couldn't pick Johnson out of a lineup. Yeah, there you go. See, see? so when you when it comes to breaking down players, trust me. All right, I got you covered. Um last game there's two more that I want to go over the first one is the best game of the day Texas Tech against Houston in yeah. is that in Dallas
2: it's in Fort Worth, Where, yeah. Fort,
1: Worth Fort Worth yeah, yeah. the the that's all the same Arlington Dallas the, the Metroplex it's all the same thing um, I like Texas Tech there it's tough very hard for me to go against Kelvin Sampson and the I was Houston gonna say dudes.
2: how can you like this game period I I can't figure this game out I mean it's two of the best coaches in America. It's early for Texas Tech. Houston's got most of their team back from from a year ago. I don't know. I, I'm staying away from this one. This one's. You know what? What's the over under? What's the over under?
1: One thirty seven. Let me double check on that.
2: I'll go under. If it's You're gonna take the under. I'm going under. Yeah, uh, one
1: thirty six and a half. now. move. Yeah,
2: yeah. I'm gonna go under. That's that, that, that's what I feel good about. Under one thirty six and a half.
1: Done. That's fair. That's fair. I like I like Texas Tech here. Because I think they have one, they have more weapons, and two, they have more. They can give you different looks. They can play two bigs if they need to, um, and three, I'm kind of buying the Mac McClung experience. I know they played hmm. who they played. Uh, was it play
2: two games? Right,
1: Sam Houston State and someone else. It doesn't really matter. Right. Um, but I'm 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 buying it. I think that he's bought yeah. in defensively. I think he's I think he's working on that end. Um, so I'm I'm buying the Mac McClung experience experiment, and I think that. Overall, like if, if I were to rank these teams together, I think Texas Tech would be a better team. So I'm gonna pick them on the neutral floor. That's just that it's really as simple as that. Okay. And, okay, that's cool. and and no uh no Fabian White, I think is a is a little bit of a red flag for me. Right. So All right. I'm we'll going
2: see. uh my mid-major game that I like, best mid-major game of the day, UNC Greensboro Winthrop in Louisville. Yep. Um I'm going UNCG. They've already got a game yep. under their belt, they played a pretty good Little Rock team. Uh, they're giving five to a Winthrop team that hasn't played because, why? They've been in quarantine. And uh, I just feel like that's a major advantage. I think UNCG is the better team anyway. And with with, with those factors and with Isaiah Miller uh, being the best player on the floor, in my opinion, I'm going with UNCG there.
1: I like it. That was uh, the last one I have written down. There's one more that I want to throw out there that's just ridiculous, and it's because – you know, maybe it's the day after Thanksgiving. Maybe it's just because it's a Sunday. Maybe it's because I'm trying to get a little loose today. <laughs> but I'm, I'm going to take the Arizona State team total over against Houston Baptist, which is, it's like, it's 100. I'm betting on them to score 100 points. But there's a reason why. The last three years, Houston Baptist, this has been their, their, their adjusted tempo, um, according to Kempong. Yeah. Three years ago, they ranked 14th in the country in tempo. Two years ago, they ranked ninth. Last year, they ranked second in the country in tempo. Wow. This is what their adjusted defensive efficiency was. They started out three in the 340s three years ago. They were 324 two years ago. 324 <laughs> in the country two years ago. And last year, 352nd out of 353 Props teams Ronnie Cottrell. Props to Ronnie Cottrell, so, baby. All Houston Baptist wants to do is get up and down the run, floor. man. Just run, and Ronnie. You, and you know what they cannot do? They cannot guard. You know what Arizona State wants to do? Get up and down the floor. Yeah. You know what Arizona State One can do over under? The total is 167. I'm not going to take the the total uh just by itself because I think just a real chance Houston Baptist scores like 38 points. Yeah. And we okay. ran we ran into this with Chicago State against Illinois, where like we were on it for everything. Like, Illinois kicked their ass. Right. Illinois put up ninety something points. Yeah. Chicago I think Chicago State had thirty-eight. 30. They yeah. they scored like fourteen in so the first half. And I was like, why did I take the over? The team total for Arizona State is one hundred. Wow. So I'm taking the I'm taking the Arizona State team total. <laughs> the
2: over. I kinda like I'm, that. At
1: hundred. I'm, I'm betting on a team to score a hundred points. So hey, what do you, go. before before we let's go Arizona go. State.
2: Before we go, what do you think of the, the the Virginia Tech uh bounce back, you know, not bounce back game, but kinda uh, you know, after celebrating, luckily they're not allowed to hit the casino. Okay, thank the, God. The, the letdown spot. What are
1: they? It's a letdown spot. That's what we call it. That's what I'm saying. Letdown it's a major spot, letdown South spot.
2: They're playing South Florida. They're given nine again. The best thing is, I could leave the casino. I could get in the casino. I didn't need an escort everywhere I went. If I left my room, they cannot leave their rooms other than going to eat or going to practice or the games. They have to have somebody with them at all times. Now. I still think they could probably sneak down if, if if a chick calls them or something like I think they could figure out a way to get a girl in their rooms at Mo, at Mohegan Sun. I really do I don't think it's that tight but ultimately the fact that they're in a casino and they're locked down I still like Virginia Tech given nine against a South Florida team that looked absolutely atrocious against Rhode Island
1: yeah there's there is zero chance that I'm ever gonna bet on South Florida um but here's the thing. So last year when Virginia Tech, when they beat Michigan State, here's what they did in their next three games. They lost to Dayton by 27. They lost to BYU by 13. And they lost to Duke by 14 at home. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, it scares it's me. A, it's... This, this is a prime letdown spot that I'm not going to bet because there is absolutely no way that I'm ever going to bet on South Florida. Ever. Ever. Never. Never going to happen. bet
2: against them, though. You bet against them.
1: I will. I would bet against them, just not in this spot.
2: All right. Goodman, that's the uh, that's the picks. I didn't give
1: out five today. I think this is what my card's gonna end up being. I'm gonna have Baylor minus ten, I'm yep. gonna have Texas Tech minus two and a half, and I'm gonna have the Arizona State team total over, and I'm gonna have UNC Greensboro, what is it, minus five now? So yep. those those are gonna be the best that I had today. And All I'm right, probably gonna throw Richmond. something crazy out there at some point, but
2: I got Richmond plus seven and a half, Michigan giving twenty seven and a half, UNC Greensboro giving five, and uh I'm gonna go with the Houston uh texas tech under 136 and a half
1: I, I forgot the most important thing i forgot the most important home part of the it. peril home field so no, no so we got we got wrecked yesterday right some some real yeah, well, bad luck yeah you know I mean, what happened like, you know what i did i wore a guinness t-shirt for the stream the two days i've had two days that are really good yeah. during the season two days that are really bad the two tuesdays are really good you know what shirt i wore during the stream this uconn shirt it's the right. lucky team I got to say, you know what? I apologize, guys. The reason that we've had a couple of bad days is because I I got dumb and I didn't wear the lucky tee. I got the lucky UConn tee on right now.
2: I mean, we lost. Listen, yesterday, I'm looking at it. George Mason, they should have covered. They didn't. They won by 14.
1: That was a brutal beat.
2: Brutal. Air Force, that damn guy with the the corona or whatever he was drinking, Godfrey, screwed me and came back and covered against Air Force when they were down 10 the whole damn game. And then the worst of the bunch, I mean, Michigan State was up what? I turned it off when they were up 27 against Notre Dame. Next, I flip it back. It's they were dead. up
1: 17 with a minute 20 left, and Notre Dame went on a 7 nothing run. George Mason was up 26 with three minutes left, and they couldn't cover 16 and a half. Um, I don't know what the Air Force one was, but every time I, I checked that game on my phone, like they were up double digits, and they didn't cover I saw that it bad. somewhere
2: at four. I saw it somewhere at four, but I got it. Uh, whatever I looked at was six and a half. So I lost. Yeah. I lost. Tough
1: life, man. Tough life. life. Homefieldapparel.com. Okay. Use the Field of 68 promo code 20% off your first purchase.
2: Later. Go get your Christmas tree.